1: What's going on, FA Nation? Welcome back. We are fresh off the holiday weekend at Road America. Not a great DFS weekend for me, but I was pretty irresponsible with my uh, my bankroll. Uh, but Matt Sells is still on vacation this week, so I am joined by Ed Rouse. Uh, last time you heard from Ed, he and Matt were engaged in a very friendly wager for the race at Sonoma. So, Ed... How's it going? What did you end up doing with the winnings? I know you're very eager to tell everybody.
2: Yeah. uh, Happy vacation to Matt Sells. Well-deserved, by the way. That guy works his ass off. So you do too, Malin. But, I mean, Jesus Christ. He needs, like, at least a week off. But you know what? Uh, I did win. Kurt Busch did finish uh, higher than uh, his boy Eric Jones, which I knew was going to happen. So that's why I took the bet, right? Yeah. but um, what I did with the hundred dollars is uh, I found a local liquor store here in Fresno, California that actually serves Bush beer kegs. That's right, because I, I I bet on <clears throat> on, on Kurt Bush to win, so I actually bought a keg of Bush beer with the hundred dollars. Wait, keg or cake? No, a keg, a keg, a keg oh, okay. of Bush beer, <laughs> not a cake. They don't make. They don't. Make, Although I would like to find a place that does make bush cakes or cakes, but no, I bought a keg and put it on my tap, and uh, me, me and my friends with the town on it. And I'm gonna tell you this: at first, it's really good, and it seems to to dominate in the beer tasting realm. But towards the end, it kind of fails, kind of like uh, I don't know, uh, Harvick. Did you get like? <laughs> did you get uh, like a half keg or a pony? It was it was the full. It w- it was actually 119, so I did have to pay 19. Not $19 out of my pocket. But (laughs) was it worth it? Yes, because I won the bet. Um, At the end of the day, though, um, Bush beer is not as good as my friend Miller Lite. That's all I'm going to say.
1: Fair enough. Uh, This weekend, we turn our attention to Atlanta Motor Speedway. uh, Second round of racing on the new configuration for Atlanta. It does benefit Ed's favorite driver in the field who we will lead off with. He is the most expensive driver. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, the last time we raced it in March at this track, the conditions were colder. So this summer around, it's gonna be July. It's gonna be hot. The track is gonna be a little more slick. However, it's still a new surface. It's an, it's brand new. Uh, it's, 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 I'm partial to the old Atlanta configuration with the high tire wear, and I like the strategy that you had to deploy. For DFS purposes, I don't really care for this new super speedway style of racing. It's not my—how how do you feel about it? You're giving me the thumbs down.
2: Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love this because, I, I like, <clears throat> let's be honest. The last couple of races, well, I guess uh, so, Sonoma was all right. I guess they have been road races, though. But it's now—there's going to be a really exciting race this Sunday, right? Atlanta used to be boring before this whole new— Configuration and and yes, Ryan Blaney is the favorite probably at this point and uh, looking good to be the first uh, win of the season. Which would just would that really put a rabbit in the hat? Probably not because he's already like what number two in points. So, but
1: <laughs> he'd be the 14th different driver to score a win.
2: Yeah, but everyone it's, kind of expects him to already do it. So
1: it's still possible that we could get 17 drivers to get a win, and then that would force somebody with a win. To miss the playoffs which is insane because typically if you win you, you're automatically in who, but
2: who, who would that be right now truex or well truex doesn't even have a win either uh um... exactly it, it would be truex or uh um harvick's out now right because yeah, of he the, doesn't uh, have Raddick... a win either
1: so if yeah. if 17 drivers had a win um i don't have the standings in front of me i'm gonna assume look it up it would be maybe Cindric.
2: oh well yeah he would be the first one out you're right which which makes sense rookie driver right won daytona the first race of the year that so that makes sense but um yeah i i I like the new race at atlanta i enjoyed it last time and well obviously blaney was close to winning it too and didn't he win atlanta last year on the old Uh,
0: check
2: i don't really I think it matters too much. Um, I think Blenny, the last five races in Atlanta, regardless of the setup, has been pretty damn good. So I think he's probably reasonably the favorite, of course, and also the most expensive driver in DFS this week. So, that also so makes
1: sense. he didn't win here last summer, but he did win Atlanta last March.
2: Correct, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the- anyway, y'all go ahead. So looking at that, it is almost like a a mini super speedway. I guess you would
1: say that would be. You, you could. It's it's almost a hybrid. Like there's drafting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I feel like it's a little bit easier to hold the lead a little bit. Or, um, I mean, I also don't know if we should really take what we saw in March as scripture for what every race at Atlanta will be. Um, <clears throat> sure, there's going to be drafting and. Be probably going to be one of those days where you probably stack the back and mix in these drivers that are starting in the teams and probably someone in the top 10 and then mostly drivers starting outside the top 20. Um, But let's hit on the schedule for this weekend real quick. Uh, There's no practice for Xfinity or Cup. Um, I think those are the rules nowadays for Daytona, Talladega, and now Atlanta since it runs like a smaller super speedway. So there's no qualifying for those series. We do get the Camping World Truck Series back on the schedule. Saturday is actually a nice, fun little doubleheader. The trucks are scheduled to get practice at 9.30 in the morning for Mm -hmm. Mid-Ohio's road course. And then they practice six hours later. Or no, they qualify six hours later at 3.35 in the afternoon. Um, There's the ARCA race uh, tomorrow night at 5 p.m. on Fox Sports 1, if you're into seeing the drivers of tomorrow's tomorrow. Uh, And (laughs) then... Xfinity qualifying is underway at 10 a.m. Saturday. The Xfinity race is about an hour to probably an hour to an hour and a half after the Truck Series race ends. So, really nice little doubleheader. I like it when NASCAR stacks truck and Xfinity on the same day. Truck races at 3:35 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, Xfinity is actually starting at 5 p.m. Uh, that's insane. Those that, right? No, all right, yeah. trucker. I apologize. <laughs> Truck race is 1.30 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday, 10.30 for Ed. Uh, 5 p.m. is the Xfinity race on Saturday. Now we got that cleared up. The Cup Series is 3 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. I honestly don't know if I'm going to (laughs) go. No, not at all? Well, I went last year for both Xfinity and Cup for the July races when they came right back down to atlanta.
2: the street though come on you it's actually go. it's like an hour away to be
1: honest <laughs> i'm northwest of atlanta and the track is about an hour south i'm in uh,
2: california S- sonoma is what two out almost three hour drive and i was i couldn't go and i was wanting to an hour drive that's nothing come on uh it's 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 atlanta in july and so i have the
1: option every year of choosing if i want to go in march when it's cooler or no oh, that makes sense I went last year in July. It was brutal. It was hot as hell. Um, I didn't even get to enjoy a good buzz at the Speedway just because I was pounding so much water that it was just negating any beer that I was putting in my body. Yeah, that's um, never good. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and on top of that, the weather in Atlanta is pretty sketchy this week. There is a fair chance that these drivers are racing to the midway point of the race and that we essentially get a race that's run halfway. Bo, uh, yeah that's, oh. uh, pretty lame it sucks <clears throat> but at the same time um conditions if it's, if it's hot as hell and then it rains it's just gonna be more humid not excited to go i could change my mind come sunday if the weather is looking a little more promising because if i went i'd want to see a full race yeah. but keep that in mind when building your lineups uh, especially sunday morning when you're putting your uh, final touches on your builds but with that said, oh, and by the way, Matt Sells is back on the cup playbook for Sunday's race. You don't have to deal with my uh, poor plays and failing to list Tyler Reddick in the playbook on a day that he
2: gets. His <laughs> but
1: Ryan Blaney, 10,700 on DraftKings. Ed, go off.
2: Well, we already talked about it already before we went in the intro. I mean, he has a really good history here um he has for a while uh, both formats to be honest um he's a i mean if you want to call it plate racing i guess it is now right in atlanta kind of yeah, yeah pretty much yeah so he's a plate racing star he's always you know first or or second getting blown out by his own teammate in daytona we we won't talk about that but he's a i mean he has to be the favorite this week and uh he's worth probably the pay for um and on DraftKings at least, but uh it's gonna be hard to find. I guess you can stack the back, but are I, you I'm playing not. him
1: no matter where he starts?
2: Uh to be honest, I I bet on him and played him in every lineup <laughs> But hey, to be honest though, by going with what you guys have said and everything, I'm actually like I did the math actually earlier today in DFS. I'm plus twenty four hundred dollars this year. In in Xfinity How? and Cup. <laughs> I don't know, but I am. And and he's been in every Cup lineup that I put in. I've won a couple 500. You, you guys have seen on Twitter true, from yeah. um, Xfinity, and I've been really close this year with him. I mean, he – okay, Ryan Blaney, let's be real. He's second in points. He's getting in the top 10. He's, he's producing numbers no, no matter where he starts. And I think he has the most stage wins as well, too. I know that doesn't matter to DFS, but he's there constantly. He's going to win a race this year. And if this is the one that he doesn't win, this is like he's so set up perfectly for this race where he should win this race. Like, it's like he'll probably be the highest own. I would think. I, I mean. Depends on where he starts.
1: That's always that's the also true. Yeah, with the super speedway races because you'll get, and this goes into lineup strategy. For both Xfinity and Cup Series, when you're going with your lineup construction and how you want to make your builds, cash games you'll see a lot of DFS players just strictly play the last six guy, like the yeah, all six yeah, drivers yeah. starting in the back three rows, and they'll leave twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars on the table and be perfectly fine with it because if those guys just move up through the field by default. We can, that's a pretty good floor because they can't really kill you with negative PD. And yeah. if, even they could still like hit the cash line with four drivers <clears throat> finishing the race and having two of their own guys work out. Now with a GPP, you essentially need to subscribe to the same theory, but you do need to find ways to differentiate your build. That's the only way you're going to take down a GPP at, on a Correct. super speedway or drafting style, exactly. style track. So, you know, Four drivers are going to be starting between outside of the top 20, probably one or two between P20 and P30, and then three two to three drivers outside the top 30. But then you try to differentiate it and hit on a couple of guys starting inside the top 20 that finish the race and either win or still finish well. Um mm-hmm. Dominator points mean almost nothing here. Nothing. Yep. Um, but I will right. say that in the race in March. We did see William Byron lead 111 laps on his way to a win. Ross Chastain led 42 laps. Chase Elliott led 29. Um, Ricky Stenhouse led 22. Kyle uh. Busch led 21. I mean, it, this is a track though, and we. What I mean by a hybrid is like it just seems a little bit easier to hold the lead at this drafting style on a mile and a half. And so I'm not opposed to maybe trying to get a dominator but if you're starting someone inside the top 12 you have to understand the risk that you're taking because there is a very good chance that they're going to go backward and just cost you pd and probably keep you from being optimal
2: yeah i agree with that and then well okay with with blaney he's the highest owned or or like highest salary right yeah so the lower he qualifies the more owned he's going to be (laughs) correct let's put it that way right but i like someone like hamlin who's also a really good super speedway racer um, at 9,702. You could probably get Blaney and Hamm and like, go lower in, in the back on top of that. And I'm not a Hamlin fan, like, NASCAR fan. No one on really is. Sunday. Yeah, but <laughs> on this race, I kind of think he's going to be kind of lower-owned. It could be valuable in this one. So here's what I'll say to Blaney's
1: qualifying spot. I don't know if he's going to qualify poorly, because if we look at just what we know about penske and the fords they're gonna show up with the right setup blaney qualified p7 at daytona at atlanta atlanta he got the pole uh in a run of four races where he got the pole at phoenix uh i apologize yeah, he, did yeah, not, yeah. he did not get the pole at atlanta but he was in the front row at p2 way to hurt my heart Mallon. way to hurt I'm my. Sorry. heart. sorry but it still qualified well uh, and then for Talladega, he qualified P7. So I think it stands with, within reason that he's going to qualify on the first five rows. But the car will have the right setup. This is a track he can win at. I mean, I know he won here last March, but different setup. He can still win on this super speedway style of, or this draft dra- drafting style. But pivoting to Hamlin now, <clears throat> I do have my concerns.
2: Oh, uh, come at, on.
1: He's at Talladega this, this year, At Talladega this year, if there's a guy that I'm going to fade for leverage, on a drafting-style course, it will be Hamlin. He started 22nd at Talladega and only finished 21st, but he did luckily get a good chunk of Dominator points uh, at Atlanta earlier this year. He started 15th, finished 29th. And then at Daytona, I only I only made like 12 lineups, and I was very lucky. I only played him in one of them because he started 30th when he was chalking. Yeah, he sucked, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so – it's going to come down to where he qualifies. If he's up front, I'm going to fade him. I'm not going to take the risk. I know he has the pedigree with three Daytona 500 wins. But overall, if I'm looking at Toyotas in this race, I almost prefer going with either Bubba Wallace and Kurt Busch because I trust that the way that team sets up their cars. And I'm also not opposed to playing a little bit of Martin Truex Jr. Um he didn't have a good finish at Talladega, started fourth and finished 24th, but he had, a, looks like, 12 fastest laps in 28 laps led. The 12 fastest laps at a the Super Speedway is kind of an outlier. That's a little weird. But at Atlanta, he started 26th, finished 8th, and then at Daytona, started 14th, finished 13th. Um, Truex is... Having this very strange year where he's been underpriced, ninety one hundred is way too cheap for Mark. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, I agree. I'm just looking at it right now, and I agree with you that he is way underpriced. I wish, race. I
1: wish we were get, yeah. not
2: getting him at
1: this price at Atlanta, but it is a price tag I might jump on if yeah. he's starting in the teens. Um, <clears throat> because I'm also looking, I'm going to go back back to Blaney. It's like, you know, DraftKings is really pumping up guys that they know have the right setup or a good pedigree for a super speedway race, you know, because okay. Ryan Blaney's coming off eight straight races where he was under 10 K and now he's the most expensive driver in the field. So DraftKings is really trying to tempt you with some of their pricing and, and it's going to come down to where everybody qualifies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious where you stand with track house racing though, because those cars are fast Essentially, wherever they race, and Ross Chastain is only ten thousand three hundred. Daniel Suarez is only eighty nine hundred. The next cheapest guy underneath Martin Truex Jr.
2: Yeah, you know what? I I kind of like those guys last year, and to be honest, last year I played them a lot. Chastain and Suarez in my uh, DraftKings lineups, GPPs, and they won me money because they were underrated last year, and now they're winning races <clears> this year. Like they're winning. So it's kind of like ah, oh, that they're, they're not as cheap as they were last year. I I do like Suarez at eighty nine hundred in this race. Chastain though the, uh, what third third most expensive, but he's gonna be,
1: uh, he did win Talladega and he was second at Atlanta earlier in the year and he's yeah he's four straight he's
2: top fast, But I'm still worried about what he did over the last couple weeks, um, against people and like even Hamlet says oh it's coming. Like I, I that's in the back of my mind a little bit like people don't take him seriously. So for that price, am I going to risk like someone trying to take him out, especially in a super speedway, right? Where it's easy just to take someone out and spin him out. So I'm a little worried about Chastain. I'll take Suarez over Chastain for track house this week. I think the but... one
1: thing that worries me about Ross, though, is that. He hasn't really gotten the dominators as much as he was.
2: That that is also correct. Yes. Earlier
1: in the year. you know, we saw him get 83 laps led at Vegas. He led 42 laps at Atlanta, 31 uh, at Coda, a long road course, led 86 at uh, looks like Dover, led 26 at Talladega, and then his last big dominator performance was 153 laps led at the Coke 600. But over his last four races. In June and then into July. And this is Gateway, Sonoma, uh, Nashville, and coming off Road America. Zero laps led, but he does have 27 fastest laps. And he's finished in the top eight in every race. So he's doing a good floor. Two road courses, too. Two road courses where the team has performed very well. Uh, They've won two of the three road courses this year. But overall, we're not seeing the car dominate as much as we were earlier in the year. And I have faith that he'll be able to qualify well. And because yeah. of that, I think he could <clears> – <throat> I think a lot of people will catch on to the fact that you can potentially target dominators here and get somebody that can run out front for a whole stage. This isn't like – we in March, we didn't see this track run like Daytona and Talladega in the sense that there's a lot of passing for the lead, and the dominator points are pretty spread out. We saw dominator points, as we discussed earlier, fall on a, on a handful of guys. Right. Um, all right, let's talk about Ryan Blaney's team age. Joey Logano is 9600 oh. Austin Cindric is only 8100
2: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not touching Logano. He's been terrible lately. Have you seen Logano Le- race the last couple of races? His team is not on. Ha- he's been nasty, gross <laughs> for his price.
1: To be fair, he's been awful at the road courses. He was 27th at Road America and 17th at Sonoma.
2: Okay, look at the other ones too. He's been terrible. Well, he there. won Gateway about a month ago. Yeah, that was a month ago. Ever since then, he's been absolutely garbage. Um, like the what the ally four hundred, terrible. Right? Um He's just not been good. Like his well, team doesn't look good, and it's just I, I I From a
1: DFS perspective for Nashville, because I think they had to cancel qualifying the remainder of qualifying. And so he had like the second fastest lap or whatever in qualifying, so they just put him on the front row. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: so there, there's an extenuating circumstance there. The problem with Logano is that he always just overperforms when you least expect him to. Yeah. And I think, I think the worst thing that could, that could happen to us this week is that if he qualifies if he wins. poorly, yeah. or if he qualifies poorly and he's just obvious chalk and he goes out and busts and like, good. And Penske yeah. shows up with the the right setups for Daytona all the time. And um, I don't know, man. Like, it's ah. it's just
2: so hard to, to gauge. It is. It's hard to gauge. He's one, uh, 100 less than Hamlin. And, what, 100 higher than Byron, who I would rather have any one of those guys over him this week, to be honest. Um, I don't know. Logano, like, Cindric, the price is right. They, a little high, 8,100. We're... Yeah. Of course, at Daytona you got him a lot cheaper, and he won. Um, but I mean, I don't know, man. I really think that right now the Penske is all Blaney, and they're just trying to get Blaney to win it. <laughs> and um, I don't know if I have any trust the end of guys from watching the races this year too. I don't like they don't even help him. Even Cindric, a rookie, is trying to like take him off the course and not. I just if I'm gonna have to play anyone not Blaney on the Penske team, it's gonna be Cindric. Just rough. I just don't have any faith in Logano this week. All
1: right, next driver I want to ask you about is probably Lord William Byron. Won (laughs) this race. Won this race uh, back in March. Led 111 laps, and this was when Byron was on a phenomenal run. He won this race, leading 100 laps. He was he started on the front row, finished third at Richmond, leading 122 laps. Started fifth at Martinsville, won that race, leading over 200 laps. However, since winning Martinsville, Byron only has one top 10 finish, and that came at Sonoma. Um, And he's not finding his way to the front. The the speed in the car has kind of disappeared. But he's still a multi-win driver. He's performed pretty well on super speedways. He He won Daytona. uh, I want to say it was the final race of the regular season he won Daytona um god it might have been jimmy johnson's last year which i think was 2020 um but he also you know won atlanta earlier in the year do we think that this is a week where byron and the hendrick chevys can can get it together because personally i think the only chevy the hendrick driver that i really want to target this week might be chase elliott um i know kyle Larson's probably going to qualify well he's he always does but i Just don't know if I like Kyle Larson that much
2: on a Super Speedway-style track. I mean, all the Chevy guys, really, uh, Super Speedway hasn't been their friend, I guess, over the last, what, year or two. Um, It's been kind of a Ford, maybe Toyota, too. Um, I do like Byron. He does... Okay. He qualifies well at Super Speedways, and he he has won. Um, The problem with him, it's Chevy, right? So... Uh, I like his price, and I like it better than Logano. If I'm paying that mid-nine, I'm going to go Byron over Logano and over Redick. Obviously, Redick's a very aggressive driver. He's right in the middle, um, and Redick just won. Congratulations to Tyler Redick, by the way. Can we put that out there? Congratulations. I, I do like him as a person as a, <laughs> and a driver, so congratulations. I do hate that it becomes a new driver winning because Blaney hasn't won yet, but at the same time, I also like Redick. Um, in that price point, though... I like Byron. Um, he has a chance. I mean, it, everyone has a chance. It's Atlanta in the new setup. But um, Byron, uh, Chevy, 9,500. Probably low owned on GPPs, by the way. That's all I play. So <clears throat> if you want cash games, go to yeah, the Dan fact over that You're here. up 2,400
1: and you only play
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that. That's how you win money. That's man. awesome, though. Yeah, in NASCAR, because it's all luck, to be honest. But um, if someone crashes out, you're done. You just gotta, you know. But um, Byron, he's gonna be a little owned. so I'm gonna play a lot of him, and I like him because, you know, six degrees to Ryan Blaney. He's also engaged to his sister, so um, I'll, I'll have some shares. But uh, I'm not. I'm not too excited. All right, uh, Bubba Wallace gets a significant price bump
1: this week. He. It's typically in the mid-6K range, but this is a drafting, super, super speed-by-style track. Uh, he With two laps to go, he was in second in this race back in March. Um, overall, yeah. he was... Was wonderful. that
2: when it rained? Was that when it rained and he won? Which one was that one? No, no, no. no
1: he won <laughs> Talladega last year oh, in a shortened okay. race. Right. Uh, <clears throat> but he was second at Daytona earlier this year. Uh, came very close to winning that one, but Austin Cindric uh, stole that one away. Um, he was running in the front as the race was winding down. I think it was the second to last lap or the final lap. Um, he was trying, he was getting a push from behind it. I don't know if it, it caught him off guard. He lost a little bit of control and got into the wall. Ultimately he finished 17th. Um, and then at Talladega,
2: Oh, not good.
1: Nagel <laughs> wasn't well. I mean, he was top twenty, but he started pretty high, and he I don't know led a few laps. Twenty six points at an eighty one hundred dollar price tag is not great. Um, however, you know, pricing isn't really restricting us this week because you can pay down for so many cheap options that are starting in the back that you just hold yeah, hope yeah, yeah. fifty points. So salary doesn't really matter. But so it's like I'm gonna I only do three lineups for super speedway races or drafting races. I do it for Day. Well, actually, Daytona. I did twelve because I had tickets for their big Millie Maker.
2: Hey, I um, do what to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then for
1: Atlanta and Talladega, I only I've only done three lineups this year. I'm probably going to do the same thing on Sunday. Um, and because of that, I'm going to try and spread my exposure around with each lineup. So I'm probably not going to play Bubba in two lineups, but I definitely want him in one lineup. And that's just me because I'm keeping it safe with with just three builds for Cup and Xfinity this week. But what's your approach with Bubba? Are you on yeah. him? A angry, so I'm getting the sense that you're off him. He's
2: been terrible. <laughs> I, I, I know there was two road courses, but his team and him. And, and by the way, uh, have we not mentioned that Christopher Bell and Bubba Wallace is switching, um, switching uh, pit teams this week as well. I don't know if that's long-term or if it's just this week. Yeah, but Bubba, because I Bubba's been terrible. The last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> <laughs> he's been bad. His team's been bad. So I, I guess a change in order. Will the pit change him? I don't know. It is kind of like a hybrid super speed speedway race, and he he is a good super bay racer. I'm not going to take that away. And I do, th- but that price though. Why is he priced up for this? When he's when his team's been so bad with the new pit crew. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like even in a JPP, and because of his name, I think he he's gonna be highly owned too. I'm like in a GPP, I may stay away from him this week. I don't think
1: the pit crew is as damning to his value on this style of race because the Toyotas are all gonna pit together. They're gonna run together. It would take a truly disastrous pit stop for Bubba to really be negatively impacted in this race. Like if he, if he doesn't come off pit road with the other Toyotas and if they can't get back on the track and draft together and he's falling out of the draft by himself, yes, that, that could hurt him a lot. But at the same time, it's like, I think they're making this move at least for this race because they want to make sure all six of their cars are coming out together. And by giving Christopher bell, Bubba's team, you're kind of taking a risk with bell But maybe Bubba's team is getting a little tired of Bubba constantly trashing them on the radio. I also don't think Bubba's necessarily in the wrong because that pit team has been terrible on the radio. Um, There was a sequence a few weeks ago where, you know, the crew chief was screaming at them over the radio, basically like step by step, like getting guidelines on how to properly like, you know, get the tire off and then put it back on and make sure it was like locked in. But... I think, Bubba, price tags are not prohibitive this week. And so even if he was 6,700 or 8,700, uh, I would still play one share in my three lineups. If I was making 20 lineups, I'd probably want to put him in four or five lineups. I know he's been terrible, but we've seen him excel and get to the front at the end of these races in stage True. Yep. and stages. There's
2: that so too. Yep.
1: For that alone, if he's starting outside top, 15 i'm very interested if he's starting inside the top 15 it's like i have to weigh i guess the the risk because he he certainly can rack you know he got into the wall in the last two laps at atlanta earlier this year um but still very 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 good plate racer
2: i um, i think i think this is the first time all year that bubba wallace has been more salaried or on DraftKings than Christopher Bell because they switched pick oh, crews. It's, and Christopher Bell's right below <laughs> <yeah>. him. <laughs> it's
1: the first time all year that Bubba Wallace has been more expensive than a lot of drivers like Kurt Busch. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Probably. yeah.
1: I, definitely Alex Bowman, who is criminally underpriced. Oh, oh,
2: yeah, we'll talk about him. He's already in my lineup, by the way. Everyone knows when I'm <laughs> you on the even podcast. didn't know where I starting! I already have a lineup already, <laughs> ready to go. So I will tell you that at the end. So listen to the whole podcast. My lineup's at the mm-hmm. end. Um, by the way, the lineup of uh, what was it? Four... Four weeks ago, actually won money. So boom. There you go. You you're actually gonna win money just by listening to this podcast right now. Um
1: but then, but we dive <laughs> into this mid-range just just under the, yeah, it's, the it's gross. average price tag. Um there are some drivers that I'm very interested in, specifically the SHR guys. You get Chase Briscoe at $7,900. Kevin Harvick is 7600. Oh yeah,
2: love that price, right? Uh
1: there. Cole Custer oh. is sixty-two. I understand. Uh, Cole Custer has had a bad year. He probably doesn't deserve the car that he's in. This is still SHR equipment. They will get the car right for this track. Uh, Custer Custer himself may not be the best plate racer, as we've seen. Uh, He he started 29th, finished 29th at Talladega. I can't even remember if he wrecked. That's how forgettable he is. But at this style of track, when he finished 34th at Atlanta earlier this year, and he was 20th at Daytona. So, Cole Custer doesn't really jump off the page as a must-play, but I no. am interested in Kevin Arvik and Eric Almirola, who yes. has a win on Super Speedways as well. So, I'll let you elaborate if you feel the necessary.
2: All right, first of all, Cole Custer, you take away that one last lap where he, like, passed, like, eight people to win. Oh, Kentucky. <laughs> stilling, stilling Tyler Reddick's Rookie of the Year award for that, too, <laughs> by the way, which pissed me off because Tyler Reddick's a really talented driver and I love him. Kudos to Tyler Reddick for winning this last week. Stole his rookie of the year award. Um, yeah, Cole Custer, don't even bother this week. He's not a good plate racer, and he's really may not even be in the Cup Series the next couple of years. But um, I do love Kevin Harvick at that price, seventy six hundred. I'm on him this week a lot in GPPs. I think he'll be under owned. Um, it's Kevin Harvick. Like I know I talked crap on him earlier when I talked about the Bush and. You know, kind of like because he was like the points leader and didn't win the championship. Chase Elliott won. Whoa. But um, uh, <laughs> but um, this week, you got to play him in GPPs. Like the, for that price, 76, you can get a lineup in that's crazy. Um, he's still a good driver. And he's from, you know, he's from the Valley where I'm from in Fresno. He's from Bakersfield. Got to love Kevin Harvick. And just for that, I'm playing him. 7,600, good driver, good crew. Love him. And also, by the way, also going to put in some money for uh, Amarola as well. Love that price as well. Uh, Last year, his tour, his what? What do you call it in baseball? His uh, farewell tour? Farewell tour, yes, for Amarola. Love Amarola. And and it's also a good plate racer at 74. You can literally take these mid guys and make a whole lineup of mid guys and probably take down a good GPP.
1: Yeah. I mean, Elmer really had really solid runs at both Talladega and Daytona. Um, <clears throat> I think that, you know, you can't expect every, like, you know, these plate racing drivers to be consistently good at every uh, super speedway or, you know, drafting style track. But in this seven K range, and even in the six K range, we get some very good uh, plate racers, you get Almirola, who we already touched on. Michael McDowell, <clears throat> who won yeah, the Daytona yeah, 500. I yeah. uh, finished seventh at the Daytona 500 this year. Not a great run at Atlanta uh, earlier on, but he finished. He started 21st, finished eighth at Talladega earlier in this year. You get Michael McDowell. You get Ricky Stenhouse, Jr., a perennial uh, plate racer. You also get Austin Dillon at the nice price of 6900 And then you get Eric Jones. Like, hey, getting- Nice. You're getting some damn good drivers, like, underneath 8K and even under 7K. Don't like say you... it.
2: Don't Go. say Eric Jones. Do not say Eric Jones. Do not say Eric Jones.
1: Look, <laughs> you made money off of him. I think yeah. we can we can embrace right. him once again. This uh,
2: Matt Sellis
1: <laughs> podcast. No Eric Jones. But... He finished 6th at Talladega while leading 25 laps, surprisingly. No, no. And at Atlanta earlier in the year, he started 23rd, finished 14th with 10 fastest laps.
2: God, Eric Jones is in play, isn't he? Damn it. I mean, and he won total still... with Joe Gibbs Racing. Ah, Eric Jones is in play. He is. I hate to say it, but he's in play. There's a lot of guys in this range that are in play. Like yeah. That. Like I said, you could literally do like this whole... Seven, what seven, nine from Briscoe down all the way to Ty Dillon at least at six, yeah. six, and like literally make a good lineup that could probably win you a GPP. Like I'm not, that's crazy, that's nuts.
1: Now, with that said, <clears throat> winning a GPP uh, at this style of track is it's, it's incredibly difficult
2: yes yes um
1: i think the best shape i was ever in was for this most recent daytona 500 uh i had 12 lineups in the big millimaker maker so that was like 300 worth of entries but eight of those were were tickets so i got lucky in the sense that like and there was a point in stage two when i was up i want to say like seven grand and i was yeah. really excited about that but i was yeah, still yeah. far away from the millie but stage I knew
2: long way away, my friend. This, stage two.
1: <laughs> 10 laps to go in a super speedway race is a long way to go. Oh yeah, I will have a heart attack. Like, <laughs> so this is the kind of track where it's like you set your lineup and don't check it until the very
2: end. I, um, uh, I'm, I'm not sure. after stage one, you're going, look, I'm winning four thousand <laughs> dollars, uh-huh. uh, and then you go. It's useless. I've, taken plenty,
1: I've taken plenty. I've, I've st- taken, I've taken plenty of early screenshots this year. At, at Dover when they were in the rain delay or whatever in the, and they had to finish the race Monday, Sunday night into Monday, I was oh, actually, I was winning a qualifying ticket for a, like a, a live final, I think in Charlotte or something. That's and, rough. and so I was kind of enjoying just seeing like, you know, you know, first place with like $5,300 attached to my name and live final ticket. And sure enough, Denny Hamlin's wheel comes off at the end of stage one, or they have an awful pit. <laughs> so, like, there goes my live final chances and had an awful
2: day. So that is amplified at Super Speedways. So, yeah, you know, rain, rain, rain delays are the worst yeah. in NASCAR. It is, it is, it is hard. And we're likely
1: to run into it this weekend. No, it's, we're it's not. Atlanta, we're gonna be clean. it's, it's, it's a good mojo it's,
2: it's the summer. Good they're, good they're mojo. to great. I want the good mojo. I want to watch the full race without. Uh, like stopping and having to make pulled pork, which you guys saw last week, by the way. Yeah. It was, de- it was delicious. Are <laughs> there any final thoughts?
1: Uh, I know we were kind of all over the place with this podcast, but yeah, Super Spadeway, South Trad- that's my yeah.
2: problem. Sorry. I, uh, it's fine. I, don't I do have somebody. I'm going to bring him up again because we talked about Eric Jones. Go ahead. Gillian. Oh, the Todd father. The Todd father. I like him.
1: All right, let's talk about it. All right, he started 32nd, finished 27th at Talladega. Not awful. That was just 20 points uh, at his price tag of 6,200. Uh, first time around for Atlanta, I started 25th and finished 27th. But at Daytona, started twenty finished 33rd. So it wasn't great. So what's putting you on Todd Gillen this week? The fact that uh, he's Michael
2: McDowell's teammate? And he's 5,700 instead of 6,200. So that extra price point. <laughs> He's my boy i would roll with him i and okay I'm, sure but
1: I'm, you could also go with corey lajoy who's 300 i
2: could but corey lajoy likes to crash
1: or like yeah, he's, he's he has his best races at play so he started 33rd at talladega and finished 14th started 33rd at atlanta earlier so he finished fifth and then at daytona he started 24th and finished 14th he's hit at least 40 points in each of the, these three races uh, and he's done it and it's not just Don't make
2: this- me do it. Don't make me do it.
1: Don't well no, it's 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 he's kinda like the worst kept secret, but at the same time, Corey Lajoy is always a guy where everyone's like, Yeah, he's cheap and he just he gets the best out of his car at super speedways and he avoids the wrecks. And uh, I know it. It's Corey LaJoy. We're not playing him.
2: I, I feel like Cory LaJoy is from like Talented Ticket Knights. He would be the first person to put the cougar on front of his car and say me. Like that's a <laughs> Troy. like that is Corey LeJoy. It's funny you say that because
1: he once put his face on the hood of his car.
2: There you go, <laughs> there it is. All right, so I am right. Yes, so um, Gillian has won me money, and if you look at his, he's consistently winning points, never negative, constant positive points in DFS. He has one negative, which was the blue emu maximum pain relief 400. But other, uh, other than that, he's been positive points and it's like, for that price it's like, just keep on playing him like, you brought me on him and I've been playing him and I've won money playing him so I'm I'm going to put him in there 5700 <clears throat> I mean i uh, yeah, LaJoy is 5400 he's cheaper Damn
1: it. And plus, don't... the nice thing about LaJoy is that everyone everyone knows he gets the most out of his ride at Super yeah, Speed yeah. but, but he's, he, best, he, he, he he's he never
2: spitting he around never
1: the exceeds course. 20% ownership.
2: Yeah, no, I think he'll be high this week. Well, we I, only,
1: I always think that though, and he's always like right around like 20 but
2: to 20% ownership. It's a mini super speedway, right? So everyone in the back is going to be highly owned. So it's like who's going to be the highest owned? Maybe Gillian will be higher owned in this like 6 3 down because he's the most consistent of all these guys like Corey ware bj mcleod balicki's i mean balicki finished 16th
1: at this race back in march started 36. he he was 5k and he got 49 points
2: you know i'm not gonna lie right now i'm looking at harrison burton at this price and going kind of, that's uh, also a good point
1: because that's uh, uh
2: it is yeah i you know i'm gonna switch my lineup a little bit real real quick oh yeah, I like he I like he a lot.
1: <laughs> I mean, he probably qualified too high at Daytona, but inside the top ten with Harrison Burton, like no one's gonna oh, play him
2: with Byron too. Ooh, <clears throat> my my GPP lineup right now for everyone. You guys are gonna be blown away by this one. Go for you it. You ready for it? Yeah. All right, Ryan Blaney, of course. Um, I'm really high on we, we we didn't really talk about it that much, but I'm really high on Alex Bowman this week. Um. For his price at seven, eight hundred dollars. I mean, Alex Bowman can easily win win this race and I think he's gonna be low owned. So for GPP, Ryan Blaney, Alex Bowman, William Byron, um, Kevin Harvick, which I told you I was high on. I'm taking Harrison Burton at fifty five, only because I think he could in this type of race and he's kind of like a Penske driver, and I mean if he qualifies 33 30 like he's gonna make price for sure and then i'm taking daniel suarez <clears throat> i'm paying the eighty nine hundred dollar price
1: you were taking because, the very rare approach of spending every single dollar
2: uh yeah, you have. oh you're right wow <clears throat> normally yeah. it, normally i'm like one thousand two two thousand dollars down but you're right i am so just to but recap up. that is ryan blaney alex
1: bowman kevin harvick william byron harrison burton daniel suarez all in great equipment that is you correct. can make an argument for anybody on this style of track, and that leaves you with absolutely zero dollars. And that is probably going to be the lineup that takes down hundred k this weekend.
2: It's going to be mine, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
2: Ed, any final thoughts, or do you think
1: we're pretty much good to go?
2: I think we're good to go. Final thoughts is congratulations to Tyler Reddick. Um, congratulations to Matt Sells for getting a vacation. Let's put it that way. Congratulations to Matt Sells for giving me $100 to buy a (laughs) keg, a bush, beer, which which we talked about on this podcast I've never had. I got to try. It's not that great, by the way. I'd rather have Miller Lite. And congratulations to you, my friend, on the draft guide and your offensive line.
1: It's always Um, my biggest. That article takes me a month at least to write.
2: It, It is underrated. You need to read it because you never know. Who's the number one offensive line? Because I didn't think that was the number one offensive line. But now I'm going to tell you guys right now because you're paying for this. I'm drafting Miles Sanders in every freaking draft that I do. So I don't you know if I am based on his <laughs> <own comments. laughs>
1: uh, But, Ed, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank best you, of too, luck. man. Best of luck to you this week and best of luck to the FA Nation.